Okay, good afternoon, everybody. Is it actually working? Yes, it's working. Okay, so I got a uh, phone call the other day from someone in uh, my shul who, for the first time in his life, is uh, faced with the problem that he's going to have to uh, uh, fire a religion uh, from Jew. And he's struggling with this a lot. Uh, not as much as the other person is going to struggle, obviously, but uh, he's struggling with this a lot. That this really, really hurts. Uh, here's a person who... Uh, who has, you know, has to pay yeshiva tuitions just like him and everything else, but uh, it's just not working out. He's not able to do the job. So Shaili is, are there any considerations, in particular when it comes to uh, the ethics and halachos, of firing an employee? Um, do you have to, uh, is there, uh, are there halachos of severance? Are there, are there halachos of what would be caused to fire, what would not be caused to fire? You just decide any day that you want to fire. So there are a few, uh, few klalim, and then we'll get into some of the pratim. The Mishnah Bav Metziah tells us that a balabayus who hires poalim is not allowed to back out in the middle of the job. And if he does so, it's yadu ala tachtona. But that's only for a kablan. You hired him to do a job. And halfway through the job, you decide to fire him. But if he's a poel that works by the hour, so you can go back even in the middle of the day. Similarly, if you hire, or also, if you hire somebody for a year, or for that matter, you lease a car, you do anything where the agreement has a term, then you're locked into that agreement. So that's true by a worker as well. Once there's a kinyan, the employer can't change his mind and say that he had enough. If you, uh, if you, you made some sort of a direct commitment, uh, contractual commitment for a period of time, for a specific, clear period of time. Uh, the employee can leave. The employee is allowed to leave early. That a person never becomes an Eved to other people, and therefore he's allowed to leave. But the employer is locked in for that term. So a school teacher, you're not allowed to uh, fire without cause. At the end of the year, the school doesn't have to renew the contract. The Mishnah says that the assumption is, with many of these things, that are called Kiminaga Medina. So that's what Moshe writes, that Islam Schirus is a daitu de minhaga, that we normally follow whatever the common practice is, uh, and that common practice even extends to wherever the common practice of that employer might be. Rav Sturmbach limits that a little bit by saying that that's only binding if the common practice is written into law, not just uh, left up to the judgment of each judge in any case, nor is it uh, binding if it's, a, if it's something that's not alpi ruach hayosher ve'atzedek, says Rav Sturmbach in Shubhaz Van Hagos. Okay, so what if you have no stated term of employment? So Chavetz Chaim writes that it's, uh, it's best to always have everything explicitly spelled out in a contract where everything is made very clear. Most contracts, however, do not have an end point. There's an annual salary, there's hiring, but there's no end point that you're working until X date. So what is the assumption? When are you working until? What is the assumption that without cause you shouldn't be let go? What is the assumed end date? So Ramosha writes in the Tshuva that when you hire without specifying an amount of time, get this, Ramosha writes, the assumption is, you're hired for life, that it's forever, that any time that you're hired, it's for life. Most of the other postcom do not accept that, that that may be the culture in the Far East or something where there are values like loyalty and things like that, but in America there's no such thing, so uh, there's no assumption that you're uh, that you're hired for life, and that's what the Shulchan Harav and the Chazanish and the Divrim Al-Kiel say it's not mistaber, that it's a lifelong commitment, uh, so without a term, we assume that the commitment is only for that pay period. So if a person gets paid monthly, the assumption is that the commitment is a month-long commitment. If they get paid weekly, it's a week-long commitment. If in the middle of the term you want to fire the guy, so uh, you're not allowed to fire without cause, but at the end of the term you are. Now, if there's an onus, something unusual happens, so uh, 
the market collapse, the metzius changes, that the job becomes unnecessary, so then you can even fire in middle of the term. Uh, however, the concept of, uh, of the onus uh, is that it was totally unexpected. But if you hire somebody knowing full well that the market might be about to collapse and you're just not sure, <coughs> or you're hiring some extra hands to prevent the collapse, and then the inevitable uh, happens, so then uh, you can't say that I didn't, uh, I didn't know this was going to happen. Uh, on the flip side, if everybody knew that it was going to happen, so the employee knew also, so then uh, you would be allowed to fire because he understood that, 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 it, that the temporary nature of the job. So there are a number of other exceptions uh, aside from ones. When it comes to an ani, normally the Raman writes in the 10th paragraph, that the highest form of tzedakah is to give somebody a job because it maintains their dignity, they're able to earn a, uh, earn a living. So some of the postkin wanted to suggest that... Um, when you hire a person who needs uh, who needs a parnasa who doesn't have any money, so that's a form of tzedakah, and therefore it's a neder tzedakah. When you hire the person, it's a neder tzedakah. So before you fire the person, you would need to be matir neder because you're not uh, you're not following through on your neder tzedakah. I asked Shachter about this last night. He said, "No, that doesn't. It was a neder betos. You hired the person thinking that they'll be able to do the job, and they weren't able to do the job. So it may be a neder tzedakah, but it's a, the whole thing was a neder a neder betos. However." someone that you develop a relationship with over time and has worked for you for some time probably would take uh, priority in tzedakah. The Gemara of Metziah tells us that people who are closer to you uh, take priority than people who are more distant from you. So someone who's been working for you as a tzedakah priority he would probably, and the greatest tzedakah would probably be to help him find another job. Obviously not to set up another employer uh, to be disappointed by him. Get him another job that he can actually do, that he might uh, be successful at doing. Another potential exception are positions of srara, uh, where uh, the employment is an employment of srara. Then it's now you don't have as much leeway in terms of firing in the middle of the, the rabbi gives a bad rasha, so uh, or he gives a bad psak, so he's out. So that you can't really do because the whole nature of the position is that he shouldn't have to answer to every uh, you know uh, to, to every one of his employers. Uh, the uh, it, may, it may apply to a shishiva, a rav. Chazanim, maybe shamashim, different uh, different types of sorrow. Moshe talks about mashkiach. Uh, then the question becomes: Okay, but what if there is cause? So if there is cause, then you can fire. But what, what's the what would be cause? So the Gemara says that you can only fire without warning if the guy causes a pseidah de lohadar. He's a loss to the business that you can't get back. So a teacher, a bloodletter, a butcher are all considered forewarned. They don't need to be given asra. The Ramam quotes this halacha of letting him go, but the Ram says it only by ho vemidu son hatzibur alehen. That since it's a public position, so then you're allowed to fire him uh, without cause when uh, with 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 cause even in the middle of a term and he's assumed to be forewarned however the Ravid and the Shulchanach and Shin Zayin Sivchas and Chosh Mishpat implies that the, that the rules are the same for a private employer as it is for, uh, for a public uh, position. The Rambam's implication is that if he messes up even once you can fire him but the Ravid says you may not need Hasra'ah to warn him in advance but Chazaka you need to have a chazaka that he messes up, that he messes up uh, more frequently. The Ramah quotes this as Yesh Omrim. He says, Yesh Omrim Dafal Pishain Srich Masra, Mikal Makom Bi'inan Chazaka. What if you just find somebody more qualified than the previous uh, fellow? So that's a little bit tricky. The Gemara in the second paragraph of Basra talks about that with, with, come, when it comes to Malam De Tinokos, when it comes to teachers of Torah. So the Gemara says, Amar Rava, Haim 
mikri yanuki degaris. If you have a teacher of children who knows how to teach, vika akrina degaris femine, but there's someone else that's better, loma salkinanla. You don't fire him. Tell Masilis Rashule, because if a teacher is always looking over his shoulder, he's not, not going to have any confidence and he's not going to do a good job. Ravdim minarda, Amar, kol shikain degaris tvei. No, put a little pressure. You know, tighten the screws on the teacher a little bit, and then he'll do an even better job if he knows that he could be dismissed if they find someone better. Kina sofrim, Tarbachma in Shulchrak we pass him like Ravdimi that in Yesh Malamiru Baakhir Tovmimenu Misalkin Arishon Mipnea Sheni. The the Orchashulkan wonders why that's fair. Lomi Yagara Malamin Mishar Powell, Dain Balabai's Yakalaksmanski Russo, Kishena Motsi Mumbi Malachto, by other Powell then you're not allowed to do that. If you if he, the guy didn't do anything wrong with his work and you just oh you discovered a better artist, a painter who does a better job. But there's nothing wrong with the work that you you know you're not supposed to be choser uh, in the middle of the uh, the job. So the Archa Shulchan uh, deals with that, uh, with that question. What about severance? Is there such a concept in halacha called severance pay? So the Sefer HaChinuch points out that by an Eved Ivri there's a mitzvah called Ha'anaka, that you're supposed to give him a severance when he leaves. You paid him in full when you bought him. You paid him his full value, but still you send him away with a certain amount of money. So the Chinuch writes that even though it's a mitzvah associated with an Eved, we derive from there that that's the, uh, the Ratzon HaTorah, is that Amidas Chasidus is uh, for an employee to let someone, when they let someone go, that there should be some severance. Min Chasidzchak adds that depending on Minog, there could be an obligation beyond the Midas Chasidus, because if the Minog Amakum is that everyone gets that severance, so like in Eretz Shol for sure, and even perhaps in America, there's a thing in uh, the world of Chinuch called Chodesh Lushana, that uh, for every year served, you get one month of salary. So if a teacher's been teaching for 30 years, and then they want to fire him, they got to give him two and a half years worth of uh, worth of salary. Uh, in, in other professions, they don't have such a uh, such a practice, but if that's the minhag, then that's what uh, that's what you do. Now, of course, uh, this doesn't mean firing workers is always, uh, you know, problematic. Sometimes workers are uh, counterproductive, and that's uh, that's the case. That's what you have to do. Meaning, you have to realize that uh, sometimes a person feels like they're being a big bell chesed, so they want to keep the worker on. But you also have partners, and you have other stakeholders in the company, and you have other people who are losing money because of uh, because of this worker. So then you have an achrayus that it's something to do sometimes that they have to uh, that they have to fire the worker they should do it with uh, with ethics and again ideally try to help the person find uh, find other employment as that is the greatest form of tzedakah okay everyone have a great day and a great Shabbos if you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes insomnia brain fog moodiness or weight gain you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging the experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.